You, you are, you are listening, listening to, to the, the black, black love, love experience, experience podcast. podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Tavares. We are the Black Love Experience. Welcome to our kingdom. Welcome back to the Black Love Experience Podcast. I am Tavares. How y'all doing out there? The queen, AJG, my lovely wife, is off on assignment right now, so I am holding down the kingdom. What's up, everybody out there? Sorry to keep y'all waiting. This week's episode is on empowering and encouraging our young black youth. And Amber and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we always talk about this topic uh, we're very passionate about the representation our youngsters may have or not have. And so, you know, when we think about what we've been influenced by and what we've been able to be a part of within our generation, we often think about what do the kids of today have to look forward to? And that's another reason why we came up with the Black Love Experience podcast and TV show. Um, it was due in part to having our youth see people like them on television. Now, look, I know they got, you know, reality TV and all these other types of shows, but we felt that the Black Love experience in itself could really help them and could be somewhat of a, you know, people to look to if they have questions or if they're curious about, how to do certain things like put in hard work or stay focused or education. We're all inclusive here at the Black Love Experience podcast. We believe the kingdom knows that. What's up, kingdom? And so we really wanted to create and cultivate a space, and I believe that we have, and we continue to do that here at the BLX podcast. So this topic is very dear to our hearts as we are parents and we are grandparents, and we do have a young grandson and young granddaughter. And we have adult children. Shout out Alira Lachey and Callie Rose. Um, You know, and so we understand that even our adult children, they also have to navigate this world. And we often talk about that as well. We compare notes. We share stories and experiences. Um, Callie Rose is in college. And so we share a lot of experiences about you know, what she is experiencing in college, um, you know, being ahead of the class, doing work early, you know, staying prepared, uh, not waiting until the due date. And, you know, before she turns in her homework, she's really good about that. So it's, again, cultivating that understanding, helping them to create a routine. Alira, she is a professional uh, RN and business owner, as well as mom and wife. And, you know, we talk about her balancing act as well, right? Because we're all in the balancing act. That's really what we're all trying to do, right? On a day-to-day basis. Um, We don't get many breaks, you know, even when the weekend comes, we're still, you know, looking to be better versions of ourselves or check certain boxes, right? Right. So when it comes to our young black youth, we want to consistently... And regularly remind them 
and show them how much we love and we want to encourage them and help them with their inspirations or their aspirations, right? Help them with their visions, help them with their goals, help them with their plans, right? Help them with, you know, creating their path. Maybe they have a blueprint. Maybe some of them do. I met a young man the other day taking a lift. His name was uh, Shakuru. Shout out Shakuru. And he is a, uh, he writes code. He's an engineer. And so I found that to be admirable because I don't meet many young black men who are writing code. And he was very enthusiastic about it. You know, we're going to be talking about some things in the future because he definitely has some great ideas and he creates apps as well. You know, we definitely love black owned business and we're all about promoting and marketing black owned business. Look, our culture does business with everybody and everybody does business with our culture. So when I say we're into promoting black owned businesses, that doesn't mean we just promote black owned businesses. Just want to be clear about that. So with our young youth, our young men, our young women, our young kings, our young queens who are princes and princesses right now carving out their space in this world, you know, they're looking for that guidance. We all know that children need guidance. We were kids at one point in time, and we needed guidance as well. And so I often think about that. Often, you know, I still, as an adult, you know, I didn't have a father growing up. So growing up, it was, I tended to um, gravitate towards just, you know, certain types of men, uh, my elders, you know, friends of friends or, you know, um, People I would meet just on my journey in life. Uh, I met many, many. And even in the uh, apartment complex where I first got my first apartment, um, long time, back in 19, whoa, 95. <laughs> uh, dated myself right there. But I had my first apartment. And in that complex, um, you know, you got your OGs, you know, and I had a Cadillac and they had Cadillacs. And it was really cool because they kind of took me under their wing. And I was very street smart, street smart. Um, and I was a social butterfly at school. So I had some book smarts, but I'll be transparent. I became a much better student later on. My hunger for wisdom really kicked in. And so I've been thankful for that. And that's another thing, um, helping our youth to understand there's so much empowerment in reading. You know, how else are you going to know what you don't know? We have to continue to encourage them to pick up books, continue to encourage them to read, continue to encourage them to ingest the right kinds of content online. Remember, we are what we consume. So if our young kids are out there constantly consuming, you know, things that, let me just be careful how I say this, things that have no real health benefit. Things that really, when it comes down to it, is that really going to help you, you know? And so helping them to understand, look, there are consequences to these lifelong decisions that some may or may not make in the heat of the moment. You know, I love all of my ink. I love all of my tattoos. But I do know there was a split second before I went and got the ink done, that I was like, hmm, am I going to be able to live with this forever? And so thinking like that at least allowed me to be creative enough to put them in places where I could still rock a suit. And look, no shade to anybody who got the tattoos peekabooing through the collar on the cuff and collar shirts. I think it's dope. 
I just don't think I would look that dope with a neck tattoo as well. That's just me, right? But anybody else, the hand tattoos, all that, I love art. I love the expression. I love all of it. I think it's dope. I think it's a great way to represent, and especially if you know you can rock it for life. This is the Black Love Experience Podcast. I am Tavares. Queen AJG is on assignment. We'll be right back. Always encourage love, always encourage black love. Everybody, everywhere, always stand up in the name of love. Welcome back to the Black Love Experience Podcast. I am Tavares. Mrs. Garrett is not here. She's out on assignment. I'm holding it down. And today we're talking about encouraging our young black youth to be better. And that's okay, right? It's okay to encourage folks to be better. It's, a, it's okay for them to have different visuals of what that may or may not look like. Because the reality is that life is going to throw them curves. And we want them to be equipped with the right tools. See, when I was coming up, my tool, my weapon was my mouth, I could relate a lot to Tupac. I recently watched the documentary. My wife and I watched the five-part documentary with him, his mother, Afeni Shakur, and Tupac Shakur, both rest in paradise, king and queen. Um, and shout out to the Hughes brothers for doing an incredible job. Uh, the documentary was incredible. If you get a chance, check it out, please. During the documentary, and some of us have seen this footage before, you know, Tupac talks a lot about being misunderstood. He talks a lot about how, you know, he felt that he was from the gutter and he was still here, metaphorically, meaning just the way his life was. The media would portray what he gave. And a lot of the times those reactions, see, for some, those reactions live forever. And in his case, unfortunately, they captured a lot of those reactions on film on cameras, on video, and, and some great ones at that, like some tender ones at that. But for the ones that weren't so appealing to some people, you know, that is what a lot of society began to create their idea of what young black youth could possibly be like. And so when I think about how reactive he was, I can relate to that because that's how I grew up. I was always reacting to things, all right? It was, it was very passionate. It was um, a lot of energy. And so letting our young black youth know that there are other tools that they can utilize in the events that they get stressed instead of using perhaps their fist or their mouths in a way that's insulting. I became a wordsmith because of the things that I was also consuming while growing up, right? Music, TV, movies, all of it plays a part. What happens at home plays a part. Parenting plays a part. How we interact with other children plays a part. Like the whole ball of wax, it all plays a part. So here at the Black Love Experience Podcast, this particular episode, we really wanted to do our part in digging in and reminding our young black youth, one, we love you. We see you. We see your creativity. I love what I see out there right now. I love what I see our young black youth doing, whether it's fashion, whether it's artistry, writing books, directing movies, videos, short films, 
writing songs, playing instruments, you know, diving into the wellness sector, um, investment banking, um, real estate investing, all of it. I love what I see out there. It's really about each one, teach one. That's really what it comes down to. So for the part of the culture that is wilding out, now look, I'm not going to shade nobody because I've been a part of that culture. I've been a part of that. I've done that. I've gone to sideshows. I've done it all, everything. So I can relate. I would be a bit hypocritical if I were to completely condemn all that I see. Look, kids are going to, as I say, stretch out. They're going to stretch out. They're going to flex a little bit. Because some children out, out there in the world don't have a very strong home foundation. Doesn't make them bad kids, doesn't make them bad humans at all. Just means that home is probably a little tough at times. Maybe a little turbulent. I like the word turbulent. So perhaps home is a little turbulent at times. Here's what I'll say about that. My home was turbulent at times. And that, now looking back, I was able to utilize that opportunity to gain strength that would protect me as I went out into the world. Now, at the moment, it doesn't feel so much like that. But as you get older in life and as you understand how things work, giving you around some good people, it, I do believe it takes a village. I'm on board with that. I'm a part of many villages. I've been a part of many, many villages and proud to still serve. Reminding our young youth that they're brilliant, they're bright, they are enough. They're enough. I see you, young black men and women. You are all enough. I love the expression that I see with hair. You know, people are always asking about black hair. All I got to say is this. Don't be offended. That's an opportunity. Educate them. They're truly curious. Believe me, they're really curious because of the things that we can do with our hair, because of the Trends we have influenced and we've created. I mean, have y'all taken a look at black hair today? Look at everybody else's hair. We definitely are in, how do you say? We are in the in side when it comes to hair trends. No doubt about it. We are very influential, as many other cultures are as well. That's why I said earlier, the black culture, we work with everybody and everybody works with us. It's a flavor thing, and it's a people thing. It's a human thing. The level of cool is at a much different level. But I want to teach and share with our young black youth that it's not just about being cool. It's not just about being lit. It's not just about being one or the other. You can be whatever you want to be when you want to be it. You can set the stage the way you want to set the stage. And I'm speaking to the youth. You can set the stage the way you want to set the stage. If you want to do something for 10 years, boom, start a new career, you could do that. You want to do another 10-year run, do something else, you can do that. Boom. Another f you can set the stage. You can take it to where you want to take it. I started off with rap music. And now I do all, I mean, I have even minister as, as one of my titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> The point is, you can do 
or be whatever you see in your vision. As a young kid growing up, I was very creative and felt that I had to be because we didn't always have the resources to go and do things that my friends were doing. So my friends would go off and go, you know, to wherever. And sometimes I couldn't go. We just didn't have it. So I had to be creative. Now, at the time, I was probably a little pissy and upset. But now looking back at it, I was able to utilize that time to be creative. And that fueled my creativity, still does, and even puts me in a position to push my ambition, to raise my ambition. That's what I want our youth to know. You always are in control. You raise your ambition. You, just you, your choices. And remember, your life is going to shape up exactly how you intend it to based on the choices you make. This is the Black Love Experience Podcast. I am Tavares. Queen AJG is off on assignment. I'm holding down the kingdom. We'll be right back. Be sure to catch the BLX podcast right here on Anchor.fm Weekly. Welcome back to the Black Love Experience podcast. I am Tavares. Queen AJG is on assignment. Today we're talking about encouraging our black youth to be better. And I want to share a few things with y'all. I enjoy sharing a lot with you guys. And so we're going to start off with this one. One thing I would love to share with some of the black youth today are a few things that, you know, I like to do my research. I love doing that. And when it comes to, look, when I think about our own kids, I think about the things that I did early on. I think about how, shout out to my sister Monique, she got me involved in coaching. And I was coaching co-ed flag football and soccer. And I started off coaching ages two to four. And it went up to, I believe I coached all the way up to 10 to 12. And it was truly one of the best experiences I ever had. How do you know? Because I'm talking about it three decades later. Well, three, two, two, three, three, <laughs> two. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, I'm still talking about it. And I look at Alira and Callie Rose and it still shows. Putting them in sports at an early age was truly one of the best things ever done. One of the best decisions the village and I ever made. So one thing I would share with them is you are entering a world of prejudgment, but you can still redefine yourself. Racism does exist. Okay. Prejudice is still prominent in society. And even those disappointments are not too harsh for one to tear down stereotypes and assumptions in their own social circles and groups. Black youth must know that just because society has their phony statistics and expectations of how they will turn out, they don't have to give into it. I'm going to say that again. Racism exists and prejudice are still prominent in society. However, those disappointments are not too harsh for one to tear down stereotypes and assumptions in their own social circles and groups. Look, we don't have to feed into it. We don't have to be a part of it. Not at all. You have the choice. Don't allow for the phony statistics and expectations 
to get in your way. Pay them no mind. You could look at them and take reference and make note, but that's about it. Don't even be upset that society is trying to paint us in this corner. Because being upset is just wasting energy. We're giving them too much energy anyway. So how do we respond? With our minds. That's how you respond. It's not about what you do with your hands. It's about what you do with your heart. Respond with your minds and shine like that. Let your creativity, let your profession speak volumes. Let your passion and your purpose wield you to new heights. Young black youth, I'm talking to y'all. Why am I doing this? Why is the Black Love Experience podcast doing this? Why have me and Mrs. Garrett talked about this? Because we were you. And you are the future. You know, you hear that growing up and you're like, the children are the future. And I can only speak for myself here. When I heard it, the many times I've heard it, it never really landed. It's landing like a 747 now. Because the future is now. And young black children, men and women, we must understand that it is up to us. It is up to us to shape and change the narrative if that's what we indeed want to do. How do we do that? Again, with our minds. Again, showing up, being the better versions of yourself, being a servant leader, okay? Moving through life, being selfless, being kind, being warm, being a good Samaritan. If you care about just being a really dope human being, then this is all obtainable. We don't have to get caught up in the hype, right? Number two, shout out to the Huff Post, by the way, for coming on board today for helping us out. Thank y'all. Don't ever let anyone question your blackness. It's not their right. I love this one. Whether we're rich or poor, preppy or acoustic, your blackness isn't going to go away. Race in many ways is a social construct and black youth must learn very early that the experiences they encounter based on the color of their skin has nothing to do with their own personal expressions. If one uses proper grammar or chooses to listen to hip hop, one isn't less or more black than the other and we must not treat it as such. Love that, love that. Let me say it again, love that. Do not... To all of my people in the kingdom, do not, please, do not question each other's blackness. That is a teardown method within our culture that should not be tolerated. I don't tolerate it no matter where I go, no matter who I'm talking to. That's ridiculous. Let's not do it. I believe we're better than that. I know we're better than that. It doesn't matter if you're dark skin, almost purple, high yellow, red bone. You're beautiful. I love the melanin rainbow. The melanin rainbow is one of the dopest rainbows ever. Next to the LGBTQ plus rainbow. Shout out everybody in the LGBTQ plus. So I just want to be mindful. Let's be mindful. Everyone's blackness is important. No need to question the level of blackness. Are there levels to blackness? I never knew that was even a thing. 
I'm lying. I did. The whole point is it's ridiculous. Okay? Now, if you want to talk about what different people experience in different parts of the country and the world and their black experiences, I'm game. I am so game for that because I know there are so many different experiences just among the culture. So it's all love. Let's not, hey, don't be trying to judge people's blackness. Not cool. Number three, success is not only through fame and fortune, but hard work and integrity. Young black youth, let me say this again to y'all. Success is not only through fame and fortune, but hard work and integrity. Why does Tavares say it like that? Because I feel like it's important for our black youth to understand it's not always going to be sports or music. Okay? However, I love sports and music. If your heart speaks to that, do your thing. Do your thing. You got my support a million percent for sure. But if, you, if, if you're looking at that and you're seeing that because it's trendy and it looks cool and that's what you want to do because it looks cool, you may want to do some research. When it comes to being an entertainer, it's work. I'm an entertainer. It's work. I'm talking about practicing, rehearsing, knowing your music, knowing your lyrics, understanding your production, not only production in the studio, but your live production on a live stage with a live band. Understanding what you sound like, how you should sound, being familiar with frequency, all of it. For those out there who think they could just slide in and out of rapping and hip hop, for some people, it is truly a hobby. I got respect for them cats, too. For others, we try to pay bills and feed our families and build a better life and future and create generational wealth and jobs. So please respect the arts. Being rich or having nice things is not necessarily success. It's material wealth. Although these things might come as a result of hard work and effort, it doesn't happen all the time and doesn't have to. Black youth should be encouraged to value even the smaller victories in life and then look to individual goals accomplished as signs of success rather than monetary acknowledgement. I agree with that 100% wholeheartedly. I would love for our youth to really understand, look, material wealth, it's cool. It's all right. You can only drive one car at a time and you can't drive the car while you're on a speedboat. Okay? I'm all about real estate investment. I understand what it means. I understand what it takes too. Sacrifices have to be made. A lot goes into it. If you're looking to have wealth, generational wealth, then you're going to have to be smart with your spending and you're going to have to know where to put your money so that your money makes money for you. Okay? What did E-40 say? Don't buy a $50,000 car before you buy a house. Shout out to 40. What up, 40? Yeah, he was speaking the real right there, okay? Facts, as our youngins say. (laughs) Number four, athletes and entertainers are not the only aspiring role models. Search for mentors in your community and elsewhere. I kind of touched on this already. Shout out to all the major athletes who do care about being a role model. Love y'all. Shout out to all the athletes who are on their way to understanding they are role models, whether they like it or not. (laughs) And shout out to the athletes who are having a troubled time getting the ground beneath their feet. Ja, we love you. And I'm a Dove fan, but I see your spirit, my brother. That's what I'm talking about. Helping the black youth to understand 
the pressures they may or may not feel when it comes to being wealthy, when it comes to being in the spotlight. See, a lot of folks just see the glitz, the glam, the jewelry, the women, the car, the houses, la, 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 la. I love it, too. It's dope. It's fly. Makes for good television, great videos, etc. But that's not real life. And that's what I want our youth to understand. For every young girl who wants to be like Beyonce or a young boy who aspires to be the next LeBron James, we should also challenge them to aspire outside the box. Love that. Although these famous individuals have done some noteworthy things, black youth must also be able to see themselves as talented outside the court and stage, but moreover, in various fields of service, innovation and community endeavors in order to enact real change. And that's the truth. That's the truth. I love that. We have to understand that it is okay to aspire to be a LeBron or Beyonce, or Steph Curry. We love those symbols in our culture. They definitely give us hope. They give all of us something to reach for, whether you're a little boy or a little girl, doesn't matter. Whether you're trans or not, doesn't matter. Gay, bisexual, doesn't matter. It gives everybody something to reach for. But being a servant leader can also be done, as stated right here, in your own community to enact real change. For the youth out there that are tired of seeing our young black men and women killed by law enforcement, you can enact real change. You can go to Capitol Hill. You can be a part of politics. You can get into Congress and affect real change. I'm here to let you know you can do it. This is the Black Love Experience Podcast. Queen AJG is on assignment. I am Tavares. We'll be right back. Body Synthesis assists you with stress relief, weight management, behavior change, sober support, positive self-talk, nutritious lifestyling, and more. Are you transformation ready? Call us now at 818-533-8059. And if you're online, check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Body Synthesis. Go to our website at thebodysynthesis.com. Welcome back to the Black Love Experience Podcast. I am Tavares. Queen AJG is on assignment right now. I'm holding down the kingdom. Today, we're talking about encouraging our young black youth to be better. And I love this topic. I love this conversation that we're having. We were just going through a few things that I wanted to share with everybody that I've been doing some research on. And look, just things to remind our young black youth of. I was once a young black youth. I still consider myself a young black youth. In many ways. And so I feel like I relate to them. I relate. I connect for sure. Um, I love that. Especially, you know, being a young dad at 19 definitely afforded me that. At the time, you know, I couldn't really see it. I had a lot of growing up to do. And one thing that I'm so thankful for is having a young daughter or having a daughter at a young age. And being able to grow up with her, right? Because it wasn't just that she was growing up. I was growing up too. And then, of course, then having her sister eight years later, still being a young dad, right? Still in the streets, still finding myself, right? Um, But there was many opportunities where I didn't know what I was doing. But I didn't run. I wasn't afraid of it. I may have not been the best at communicating, that's for sure. And I may not, 
being the best at, you know, how do you say? Oh, I was in the streets a lot. So I had a tough time between wanting time for myself and then, of course, having time, spending time with my kids. I'm thankful to say it all worked out. However, you know, I made choices that I had to pay for later. And that's what I want the black youth to know. The choices we make today, they may not have to be paid back like next year or the year after, but there's a pretty good chance they'll come back later on in life. We don't think much about what we do today and how that will impact us in the future. I'm here to let you know it will and it can. You got to treat people with respect. Being light or dark skinned makes you no better or inferior of a person. I talked about earlier people questioning people's blackness in our culture. No bueno. Don't do that. Don't do that. And not because I'm not because I'm saying so, just because how is that going to push our culture further? What is that going to do? Come on now. We can't be perpetuating that BS. That's not a good look. And again, being light or dark skin makes you no better or inferior of a person. Yet, that is a stigma that's carried within our culture. It shouldn't be. I'm here to let y'all know it should not be. My sisters are all red bone, beautiful red bone. My mama too. I'm the darkest of the family. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Love my red tint brown skin. Love it. And I want you to love yours. My wife, Redbone, beautiful. What's up, Ambie? Beautiful. Love it. My kids, our kids, same. Caramel, beautiful, Redbone complexion. You know, I'm not even sure how that started, where it came from, but we should dead that as a culture because the melanin rainbow is real. It's beautiful. I've been out the country. I didn't seen colors that I never knew existed when it came to the melanin rainbow. I didn't seen skin so smooth, looked like chocolate, like you could just carve your name in it. We are all human beings. We are all spirits. Enough with complimenting our youth on having high yellow skin or belittling them for being too dark. If we want to actually empower all black youth, we must respect them all equally and encourage them to treat each other the same. That is how we do away with that. If you love the tone of the melanin in your sister or your brother, it's okay to let them know that. I love your skin tone. Nothing wrong with that, especially within the culture because, you know, for so long we've been taught to not love or like what we see in the mirror. I'm here to let you all know that we did that here at the BLX. Tavares' famous mirror talk is worldwide and everyone uses it. It's the best thing going. Try it. Love yourself and watch everything else fall in love with you. Boys, my young kings, I'm talking to y'all. It's okay to express your emotions. My young queens, princess, I'm talking to y'all. And girls, it's okay to exercise your, in, your independence. I want you all to know that. Fellas, express your emotions. Ladies, exercise your independence. I want our young black youth to know 
what they're capable of given any situation. I want to share with y'all to not look at problems as problems, but to look at them as opportunities. I want you all to know to always be better versions of yourself. Always count yourself up and in, not down and out. Speak very kindly and think kind thoughts to yourself. All that matters. And guess what? If you're struggling with something, it's okay. Acknowledge it. Get help. Correct it. And get back up. It's just that simple. Because that's what life is. It's about getting back up. It's not always going to be pretty. You're not always going to tiptoe through the tulips. You can't always skip to your loo. Okay? Can't always go into the Louis store. Can't always get a Prada bag. Sometimes you're going to have to pump your brakes and hold up and wait for the light to change. Sometimes when that happens, it's necessary. There could be a, ch- a change coming your way, right? There could be a blessing coming your way. Let's not block our blessings, young kings and queens. Education is and will always be essential no matter what your career choice. Hello. I know some of y'all have heard y'all parents say this. I know my mama said this to me. I say it to our kids now still. The reminders help even to the grandchildren. Oh, yeah. We already in their head because it's a mindset that you want to get them involved with early. My grandson knows how to meditate. He's been meditating for almost two years now. He's turning five this year. I wanted him to understand how powerful his mind is. And in order to do that, I wanted to show him how he could then control it, how he could slow it down, how he truly is the pirate of his ship. Stop creating a culture early on that college isn't for everyone. When we are most likely to drop out of high school, emphasize to black youth that no matter what profession they choose, education is not just something you check off especially once you graduate. You should instead consider a lifelong pursuit. That's what education is. It's a lifelong pursuit. Continued education. That's how people get better. Read, as I mentioned earlier. Read, read, read. Look, I was in the clubs too. I love cars too. I was out wild. I went to music festivals. I did it all. I encourage our young black youth to to experience, to live. Definitely. I also encourage you and I challenge you to maintain a balance. Because this balance you'll take with you as you go on in life. Some good, some bad. Be mindful because there's lessons to be had on both sides, whether good or bad experiences occur. Number eight, words are stronger than fists. Use them more. I definitely want to share this with our young black youth because I do know that, you know, look, I struggled with things growing up. And as a youth, I was a bit of a hothead at times. And I was, you know, I was down to, you know, I was down to chunk them, as we used to say. Um, Perhaps my words would have been much better utilized had I been more kind, right? But I was in a constant state of, fight or flight or survivor mode. That was a part of my childhood. We moved a lot. So it was difficult to get settled. And so a lot of times my attitude would reflect that and how I would respond to people. Whether it is the hairstyle 
Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Violence is not the only answer, and we can express ourselves better than that. We must encourage black youth to channel frustration through verbal communication and writing rather than easily resort to physical violence that can only induce more suffering to come. Facts. So true. A lot of our black youth are quick to fight. I mean, when you look at the culture, you look at the music videos, some of the videos do depict a lot of violence. Now, let me be very clear. I'm an artist. So I understand artistry. I also understand that we can also depict better visuals of black men and black women. It's all relative. All of it is relevant as well. All of it. We are what we consume, so we have to be mindful of what we're doing, when we're doing it, and how we are doing it. Right? Right. Let your inner beauty be shown through your personal creativity, not just from pop culture. Whether it is the hairstyle they choose to flaunt or the clothes they rock, let it be something that suits them and not just the fashion police on television. Black youth must aspire to value their unique beauty, characteristics, and we should be encouraging them to embrace that more through art and innovation rather than just body politics. Man, shout out to the Huff Post. They blessed us today with this. Thank y'all over there. Look, I couldn't say that better myself. That was spot on. Body politics. Look. One thing about the black culture, we know our women are curvy. They're voluptuous. They are beautiful. They are queens, goddesses even. And we know that many other cultures represent the same thing. My queens, I say this to you. You are so much more than your beautiful curves. I do know that. I married a queen who has beautiful curves. I encourage and challenge all of you to know that, to seek enlightenment as often as you possibly can. Hey, look, if you got it, flaunt it. I am not shading that at all. I support my queens. I support the hustle, the grind. I know scrippers and strippers. I know entertainers. I know me and my wife, we know them. Dear friends, close friends, we love them. So we understand the industry. We also understand that there are levels to it. So again, we encourage and challenge you to always seek enlightenment and be the better versions of yourself. The last one, you are smart and entitled to happiness just like anyone else in the world. The thing about happiness is happiness is a state of mind also. So we have to be mindful. We have to be aware. We have to be forward thinking. We have to know that it's okay to love ourselves and we have to think others first. When we think others first, it puts us in a position to care about someone before we care about ourselves, thus allowing us to know what that feels like so that we are capable and we know then how to have self-compassion. That's the beautiful thing about being mindful and knowing that, yeah, you're entitled to happiness, but you're also the architect of your reality. Believe it or not, a great number of black youth feel inferior and insufficient to the rest of their peers in the classroom and elsewhere. Although society has a great part in instigating this matter, we also can do a better job at reminding them that they are just as great, if not better, in any in being great in whatever or anything they choose to be. Black youth need to be reminded of how bright they are. And even though discipline is sometimes necessary to ensure 
decorum, it doesn't hurt to also acknowledge and celebrate the achievements as well. Balance. That's what I hear. Balance. Young black youth, I love y'all. We love y'all here at the BLX. We want y'all to know how much we adore you, how much we support you, how much we believe in you. Continue to watch out for yourself and your friends too. Yo, be good friends to your friends, y'all. If your friend's doing something that doesn't add up, tap him or her on the shoulder and be like, yo, if you love yourself, you'll get out of here. Or you won't do this. Don't be afraid to challenge your friends out of love. Don't think that you're being a snitch because you're looking to save your friend from getting in trouble. That's being a friend. This is the Black Love Experience Podcast. We'll be right back. Pussycat Pearly here, baby. Fluffy in the front, tight in the back. And if we going up, then we going all the way up. You dig? Now check this out. I'm always locked in. And I mean, I'm always locked in to the Black Love Experience podcast. I mean, they just give me what I need to get through the day. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, do you really dig what I'm saying to you? I mean, it's really real up over here. Tell a friend, tell somebody. We always locked in. The BLX, baby. It's the Black Love Experience podcast. I am the only one you know. Meow. Welcome back to the Black Love Experience Podcast. I am Tavares. Queen AJG is out on assignment. I'm holding down the kingdom today. I want to thank each and every single person who has tuned in, no matter where you are. Today, we're talking about encouraging our young black youth to be better. Look, this is not a shade campaign on our youth. That is not what's happening. I hope I've made myself very clear on behalf of the BLX and the BLX supporters, and everyone that we do business with. This is a call to action to remind our black youth of how important they are, how special they are, how needed they are. Perhaps we should remind them of how much we need them for the future. Remind them of how much we need them to rise up for causes. Remind them of how much we need them to be black leaders themselves. We need more black leaders. We must figure out ways and methods to create and show and establish black leaders in every community. I would love for, them to, for, for, for there to be a national coalition of representatives from each and every community or city, state. No, not Congress. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, something that's more grassroots, something like a network where people could network, share resources, ideas, concepts, all of it to simply reinforce the foundation of the black youth opportunities given to them before they're even born birthright opportunities based on legislation and law i mean that would be awesome i hope somebody somewhere hears this and they contact us so we can help put this into motion because i believe it's doable i believe it's necessary i really do Encouraging our young black youth to be better, 
should remain a top priority no matter the time of year. We were once black youths and we still consider ourselves very youthful. And so we're thankful to be here on this platform to share this particular episode with you all. Do I think our black youth are in trouble? Well, they can be. They can be without guidance, without love, without direction, without understanding, without support. Thankful, thankfully, the culture continues to rise up and continues to reinforce just how strong black love is, can, and will always be. No youth left behind. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, we have to be mindful. We have to be intentional about our personal growth. We have to be. We have to raise our ambitions daily. We have to wake up to be excited about who we are. Share that with them. Show that to them. A lot of this starts at home. So parents, if you're waking up and you're kind of moaning and groaning, well, your kid is watching you and they're learning that moaning and groaning from you. If you want them to be more excited, then maybe we should be more excited for the parents who may or may not be excited out there in the world. I'm not telling nobody how to parent. No, nah, I don't do that. I don't go there. That's, mm-mm, I don't do that. What I am saying is to be encouraging, to be uplifting, to give them that extra fire, that push they need for when they go out into the world, for when they go to school that day. Put them in a state of mind to let them know that this is your day. You got this. Have them be excited. Get them pumped up to going to school. So the friend's like, damn, man, what'd you have this morning? They'll be like, man, just some love from my parents. My mama loved on me. My daddy loved on me. My auntie loved on me. My grandmama loved on me. We love them. They'll love the world. And the world will love them back. I want to thank each and every single person who has tuned in today. No matter where you at, we love you here at the Black Love Experience Podcast. I want to send a shout out to my lovely wife, Amber Johnson Garrett, out there on assignment. I know you're doing your thing, baby. Be safe. See you soon. And just so excited to be back here again on the Black Love Experience podcast. It truly is a blessing to be here with you all every week. And we know that things happen here at the show that sometimes may or may not delay an episode. But know this. We think about you. We never forget about you. And we always think, who needs us to be on our A game today? And guess what? The kingdom. So these episodes will keep coming to you. They will keep coming because it's what we do. One thing about black people and the culture, we are a resilient people and culture, like many of our other cultures. We want to thank each and every single one of y'all. Make sure y'all love each other. Love yourself. And we'll see you next time on the Black Love Experience Podcast. Peace. Next time on the BLX. Challenge yourself. Being better is always a good idea. On the next Black Love Experience Podcast.
If you have comments, questions, or concerns, or just want to say hello, you can email us at blackloveexperience at gmail.com. That's experience with no E, just an X. And we are on Instagram at the Black Love Experience. I'm Amber. I'm Tavares. We are the Black Love Experience. Welcome to our kingdom.